it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. You are listening to the Tableau Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Tableau Podcast. I'm going to talk about um, the greatest movie soundtracks ever. You came in so hot with that. <laughs> yeah. I just built myself up to a point where I can't deliver. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, so… As I've mentioned many times, Haru's really into Billie Eilish. Like she's a fan. And like a like a month and a half ago, was it two months ago? Like she dropped that um soundtrack to the 007 movie that just wasn't able to come out. Yeah. So there the soundtrack exists. Was it and is a hit. Yeah, but the film didn't come out, which is um which is a rare situation, right? But um, I'm really into movie soundtracks. Uh, and when you're, musicians, when they're making music, they'll often, you know, sometimes they'll try to create something cinematic, right? And a lot of listeners as well, or reviewers or whatever, or the audience, um, will describe music as being cinematic when it's not a soundtrack, right? And that word exists because there is a certain aesthetic, like like audible aesthetic to movie soundtracks. And also like the feeling you get from a movie soundtrack that um, you just can't get from other songs, really. Do you, do you see what I'm yes. saying? Like, And if you think about it, a lot of music videos try to create that feeling by providing like a four-minute or three-minute visual, mm-hmm. right? So that it can deliver music in a way where it feels cinematic at times. And uh, some of my favorite soundtracks, like not only because it's connected to the movie that's in my mind but just the way it's created mm-hmm. and the way it sounds um and i like cinematic music um i've a lot of epic highs music i've um i've literally like sat down and told my members like i want to create an album that sounds like a soundtrack um, even though the movie doesn't exist. So that's why there's a lot of orchestration in our music. Uh, I actually even have an album that a lot of people don't know about called uh, Soundtrack to a Lost Film. Which is… It, it's, a, it's a song without any lyrics. Mm. Or it, like basically no vo- vocals. So like a score. Yeah, it's a score basically. Yeah. But… Um, uh, it's by me. It's Tableau and Penny. 
this producer that was a friend of mine. And we also have a music video that's very cinematic. Because it's, you know, a soundtrack to a film that doesn't exist really. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just love hearing cinematic music. Because even if there is no film that I can place in my mind. Like the way soundtra- movie soundtracks are made. And the way uh, they're composed. It, you're listening and you can, you can like envision a scene. Right? Like you, you can visualize a scene. Like you can visualize the weather. Um, like it'll take you back into like certain memories you have. And that's that's why I love movie soundtracks. <laughs> Basically. Yes. Uh, one soundtrack that… You know is kind of corny for me to even mention. Because it's so like obviously iconic. Okay. You know the Titanic soundtrack? Yeah. My Heart Will Go On. Mm-hmm. Okay. That song has been overplayed, right? Like it, it, like any heartbreaking scene or like even in like comedy shows, that song will come up still to this day. Yeah. And at the time when Titanic came out and Titanic was just incredibly popular. Yeah, it blew up. That song was literally… Sung by every person at a talent show. Yeah. Ever. Okay. <laughs> to prove how good they are. Yeah. And um, it's been, you know, performed to death. But um, for some reason, anytime that song is like playing somewhere. Like, I love it. And, and I just automatically, you know, like… <laughs> I like how you put yourself in the place of Rose like, and not Jack. Like wings. <laughs> well, it would be weird for me to… Did you just grab at nothing? <laughs> yeah, just… It would be weird for me to describe the Titanic scene by being Jack. Um, so I would just be the boat. <laughs> and, and, and it's so beautifully written. And the story behind that soundtrack is… I think, I think it was like… Who did the sound? It was like James Horner? I can't remember. Who… Can you… Well, I just know Celine Dion sings the heck out of that song. Well, here's the thing. The soundtrack was originally without any vocals. Like uh, James Cameron specifically wanted it to be like… Yeah. Is it James Horner? Mm -hmm, James Horner. So apparently James Cameron um, told James Horner that he really wants it to be just a score. Right? And he doesn't want any song with like vocals or lyrics in his film. And James Horner wrote the song, but he was like, "It this has to have lyrics, and it has to like be sung by a human voice." And to convince uh, James Cameron, because James Cameron was so against it, uh, apparently, like they had a lunch or a dinner or something, and then um, he played it for him there. And once, uh, like, so it was recorded with Celine Dion on it, and then basically auditioned for James Cameron really, right? Yeah. And James Cameron heard it and he was just like blown away by it. And he was like, okay, we're going with this. Um, but it, it almost never happened. Um, apparently that that part… Yeah. I think that's the part where like James Cameron was like, okay, we're doing it. Oh, we're like he it. heard that and he was like, got it. 
Maybe not that part. I don't know. There's some part in the song that… Like James Cameron was apparently just listening. And then it got to that part. And he's like… Okay. I'm sold. But… Another… Along those lines is… I will always love you. Right? Whitney Houston. I actually have no recollection of the movie Bodyguard. Mm -hmm. Except for the music video. Because that song was so beautifully performed. And I, I don't think I ever saw Bodyguard. But the the film clips within the music video are the only images I have in my mind of that movie. But I still knew what the movie would be about. Like I feel like I've seen the movie a hundred times because of that song. And… You know what song I'm talking… You know… Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay. I was just looking at the movie. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's one of those, those cases where like the song uh, is so much bigger than the movie. Yeah. And do you know that Brian Adams song? Like that really, really old song? I will always… Uh, no, not always. Uh, everything I do, I do it for you. I feel like I would know if I heard it. Everything I do, I do it for you. Yeah, yes I do. It's like from Robin Hood. Yes, it is. Prince of Thieves. Okay, okay. Uh, it's like a Robin Hood film with like Kevin Costner, right? And I think that's another case where the song was so huge. That like… I think people fell in love with the movie because of the song almost. Um, what other soundtracks come to mind? Like… Vocal soundtracks. Oh, vocal soundtracks. I mean, obviously every Disney movie, including Frozen. Yeah, Disney movies are actually all about But you know what? For me, in terms of Pixar, Toy Story, you've got a friend in me. Oh, that was great. You've got a friend in me. That was like a perfect song. I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of… What do you mean? The song on Toy Story that made me cry. Was it a recent? No, it was like Toy Story like 2? Where Woody has the the friend, yeah. the counterpart, yeah, the girl, yeah, yeah, and there's a song. Oh, maybe, but the the you've got a friend in me is like they're iconic. Like that's how like yeah, I know starts. But that's actually not like a song I I like really because um you know, like the you good friend. It's like, it sounds too wholesome for me. Well, like, Toy Story is wholesome. Yeah, but I don't like that. Like <laughs> I I want my um I want my soundtracks to like. It wasn't cinematic enough for me. But it if is, that makes any sense. You know what? I think it became cinematic when you come back to it for like the third movie. Which is like their big goodbye. So it's kind of this like… this like. I'm not saying it's a bad song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what yeah. I'm saying is like… I think it became cinematic. More cinematic with time. Mm-hmm. And like the nostalgia that became so heavily attached to it. Mm-hmm. So that when you heard it again for like the third movie. Which is them saying goodbye to that kid that they… You know, raised with or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like hearing again. The meaning kind of changed, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, as you get older, you say goodbye to your friends, but no matter what, like you still got a friend in me. That is kind true. of a thing. That is true. Hits ya. It hits ya. I'm about to cry right now. <laughs> Those got, damn toys. You've got a friend. Hey, non-vocal soundtracks. What's your favorite? The Social Network. So, Trent Reznor. Trent, Trent Reznor and Atticus Finch. Trent Reznor is amazing. Yeah. Ever since Nine Inch Nails. Yes. Um, his soundtrack work is really good. And, and it, if you think about it… Like he was 
the perfect person to do social network. Yeah, because it technology was, and it was all know. digital. And yeah. It was so like the static he kept using. Yeah, and he was ahead Oof. of his time with with all the like digital music. Yeah, right. So, um, he was perfect for that. And and what I like about that soundtrack is that it doesn't take your focus off the movie. But at the same time, if you just listen to the soundtrack, you can't take your focus off the music. Mm-mm. Which is crazy, right? That, that they were able to do that. Ugh. The the very opening… The first song in that whole score… Which is obviously the opening of the movie… Which is like that uneasy like… It's like… Sounds like cellos are just, that are just like grinding. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden you have like the most delicate… Like single note piano go like… Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it so much. It's really good. <laughs> One of my favorite soundtracks is… Um, the Hours. Okay. Um… Uh, I think it's Philip Glass. Philip Glass is one of my favorite composers of all time. So obviously I'm going to love it. But the work he did on that soundtrack is unbelievable. Mm. Um, Just any song, any composition by Philip Glass is amazing. Uh, I love this so much that I paid a huge amount of money… To use a Philip Glass composition uh, at, for a teaser for our ninth album. Like our We've Done Something Wonderful album. Yeah. Like if you go on YouTube, um, there's like a one minute video that's a teaser for our album. And the soundtrack on there is a Philip Glass song. And we actually paid wow. um, the Philip Glass people to use it. And it was a ton of money. For a one minute teaser. But I still wanted to. Because there was no other composition that could… That could deliver what it feels like to… Put an entire… Like put couple years into a… Into like a work of art. And like… And the life that goes in there. And the pain that goes in there. And that composition just worked. And… Um, other people like that. You know there are so many great… Like… You know, film music. Especially like time period movies like Pride and Prejudice. And all those like classic films. Their scores are obviously very Uh, timeless. Obviously John Williams who did Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Jaws. uh, Basically every iconic like theme. Did he do Jurassic Park? Yeah he did Jurassic Park. (laughs) So any… Like he's just incredible because like you hear it once and you can never forget. That's one of the things that I I used to knock like the Marvel films for. Because I feel like for a movie of that size, like their score… Oh, yeah. Wasn't iconic enough. Yeah, like… Uh, what? Uh, the- but eventually, um, the it's Alan Silvestri. Mm-hmm. Right? The, the… You can't not ask me about a Marvel movie. Uh, well… Uh, Who's the one who did Inception? That Hans Zimmer. Yeah, Hans Zimmer is yeah. like Inception's score was also iconic. Like it really does mean a lot that like if your score Oh, it's Alan Silvestri. Stands I'm right. Out. Okay, so Alan Silvestri did the uh Avengers soundtrack and I I have to admit like eventually like that bum 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 ba bum 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 became super iconic. Mm-hmm. Um it it eventually caught on. But at at the at the very like… At the beginning like with the first films… Like 
I felt like they could have better soundtracks. And I'm, I'm sure they figured that out too. That's why they got, you know, Alan Silvestri to do it. But um, other amazing soundtracks are Ruchi Sakamoto with uh, Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Okay. Um, many people don't know the film because it's so old. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not sure even if I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I did. You just absorbed it has it David via Bowie. the music. It has David Bowie in it, right? Oh, really? Yeah, like… Oh, and also uh, Into the Spider-Verse had a great soundtrack. Not score, but soundtrack. Yeah, it soundtrack. was David Bowie. Yeah. Into the Spider-Verse? Had a great yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, with the uh, Sway Lee and… And Vince Staples doing Home. Yeah. Um, if we want to talk about like… A group… Like… The master of placing the right songs into the films. Mm. Like even if they're not original compositions. It's probably Tarantino, right? Yeah. Like all, um, like most of his films… The sound… Like the song selection is incredible. Like Pulp Fiction. Yeah, Pulp Fiction. Um, he's Kill very, Bill. He's very like… His sensibility is very like rock and roll. Like in terms of like like the vibe is very yeah. just like… It's about the music going yes. in to amplify everything. Yes. Um, what has your personal experience been like as a musician? Like I don't know what your like history is with making any like soundtrack. We did stuff. soundtracks to like Korean dramas. Um, but I think we only did one. Because what is the like I process said, for that? Okay. Uh, so I think… For the amount of times we were asked to do soundtracks, probably like in the thousands, honestly. Um, but I said no to almost every single project, mostly because, you know, if they if they just ask me and they're like, "Can you provide a song for this film or for this um, for this drama?" and they gave me the like one hundred percent freedom to do it, it's it's mostly about that. Like mm. I've been offered tons of money. I've been offered like very little money. But the money was never the issue. For me, it's like, do I get complete autonomy to do it? But a lot of times they'll interfere. And I, I totally understand because it's it's like the filmmaker, right? Yeah. If the filmmaker wants it a certain way, I have to provide. But I'm not very good at doing that. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure that I can… You know, give him something that he'll be satisfied with when I'm when my autonomy is compromised. So I used to always just say no, but I I think I did it a couple times. I did I many times film directors will ask for a song that I already put out. Okay. If they can use it, and I will say yes. Uh if I, you know, if I think the film will benefit from it. Yeah. But I rarely say yes. But when yeah, so cause like my thing is like when… Because Korean OSTs is like a big thing. Yeah. It really is. Like releases for songs for popular dramas here. It's like a thing that people really pay attention to. And I'm just wondering like… When they're making the song… Whoever they're contacting to record or make the song… Is it like… It's for this scene or like this theme or this topic? Do they see the show or episode? Well they will tell you like… It's gonna be for like the love line… Or like it's gonna… And you immediately like once you hear the demo… You know exactly what they're trying to go for. Oh so they they already have something made. Most of the time they like, will. Oh. But that was the difficulty that we had. Because we're like… We don't want to just… You know we're not going to just rap to 
your song, right? Like yeah. we want to be able to just compose the song in, all together. And a lot of, you know, I don't want to like spill the tea or anything, right? Yeah. I, I'm sure everyone has a different experience. But, uh, you know, the a lot of like drama music side, you know, they don't want you to do that because they… It's a money issue for them. You know what I mean? Because they have to share credits. And the minute they do that, they're going to have to share royalties. Um, well, at least a few of the, you know, fairly well-known people that approached me to work with them. Um, they were so… Like they were guarding that royalty thing so harsh at the beginning. Hmm. That I was like, okay, so you would… You would not… You would give up on the chance to make a song better. Like to make a better song for this drama. Um, just because you, you want a little… You want a bigger portion. Of the royalties? Like that just makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah. Right? Especially because if it's like under the thing that… The very strong possibility that if you're given that full autonomy… Like that song could live a really bigger life. Yeah. And therefore technically generate more money. Yeah. And and um, anyways like… So I, I, would, I would say no when, when that happens. Yeah. Right? Because they're like… They're like we want you to like… Rap on it and to make a melody. Oh, actually, we don't want you to make a melody because then we would have to, sh- you know, they're basically saying we would have to share so the. So com- just, they just want you to do like karaoke composition in a room for like 30 minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, just go to someone else then. Why would you yeah. come to a, like a songwriter, like a singer songwriter to do that? Like, and obviously, I'm gonna, if I'm gonna be writing a rap, I'm obviously gonna be creating some of the composition. Like how can I avoid it? You don't want that K drama writer to write you a little rap I, about I, those like, the love lines. <laughs> they there is there are moments where there are situations where that has happened too. Oh wow! Where they will send me this really weird rap demo that just I that just would not work. Like clearly made by someone who doesn't even clearly do music. It just is really bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so I'm assuming that you want me to redo this entire thing, and they'll be like, no, can you do it? This way. And the only logical thing I can think is… Okay. So if they're offering a, 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 an established rapper… Yeah. A song that they want me to like… You know… Make better by having my rap on it. Yeah. But they want me to do this horrible rap. The only thing I can… The only conclusion I can draw is that… They just don't want to split… The, the writing credits with me. I'm just imagining this like… Right? This like character who would belong in like a Taikiki like universe. Like that type of person where he's just like… No, no. The song's great. And it's like cut back to just like him in his room. Just yeah, like… And, this song's amazing. And I'm, and my, my whole thing was like… You would actually really like just give up on the chance to like have… Better, the- better lyrics and better melodies. And just a better song and a better… And provide a better experience for the audience. Just because you want to make a little bit of more money. Like… That's tea. I mean… That's just that's lame. Royal right? Ooh. <laughs> I think I wrote that rap royal that you got. Royal milk tea. <laughs> I, think, I think I wrote the rap that you got. I think yeah. That's, that was along those lines. I'm like… <laughs> I'm like I, I can't do this. <laughs> to jog my mind and our minds… 
Uh, I actually just googled greatest movie soundtracks. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first one that pops up is, is from Pitchfork. Okay and, okay. and I'm assuming that they chose the most obscure soundtracks Ugh, possible. Yeah. You know they hate Childish Gambino. What? Did you know that? There's like this whole… As a, as a person? Like they hate his music. That's a good thing. I don't know if it's changed in the past like five years. But before that… They hate Awaken My Love? It used to be a thing where like every time he put out an album, they would just hate it. Because they like for some reason really didn't like the fact that he was like an actor, writer, like comedian making music, I think. What's wrong with somebody being really good at everything? But they were… Yeah. But they were just like nitpicking and they're like, you're you're confusing your persona. You're writing about this. But then you wrote a song which contradicts this song. Well, I have nothing against Pitchfork. but Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I just remember like… That was like one of my early impressions of Pitchfork. Is just that knowing that they did not like Childish but Gambino. But Childish Gambino is f***ing awesome. He so he is. Well, I think he put out his last album now. I think that was his last album. I, yeah, I thought the album before was supposed to be his last. But yeah, this is supposed he, to be… He said one more. And he he said his. this is his last album as Childish Gambino. Yeah. So he's probably going to just drop it as… Um, and beat Donald. As a, adultish. <laughs> adultish Gambino. <laughs> Adultish Gambino. Uh, so, <laughs> can that be the name of this episode? Adultish Gambino. Adultish and we Gambino. don't even talk about him. Yes, we yes. literally just mentioned this one. This moment. episode will be called Adultish Gambino. <laughs> okay, uh, so I'm looking at pitch. I just went straight to the number one soundtrack mm-hmm. that Pitchfork chose. Yeah, and I I actually can't argue this. It's a uh, Curtis Mayfield Superfly. From 1972. Okay, their number two is Purple Rain. Okay, Prince. Honestly, I'm agreeing with Pitchfork at this point. Yeah. Number three is Train Spotting. Okay. Okay. Ooh, All I, right. I see. All right. Oh, you know what? I see the graduate on here, so I for sure agree with that. Oh, Space Odyssey Ooh. is my. Sh- <laughs> from 1968, <laughs> way before I was born. Oh my gosh. But 2001 Space Odyssey. Uh, oh, oh, Do the Right Thing. Okay, this list is undeniable. <laughs> Did you write this? 2003 Lost in Translation. Um, and now yeah. they won't look at, let me look at the rest unless I subscribe. Oh, I'm looking at the rest. Oh, okay. Now I got rid of it. Rushmore soundtrack was really good. Yes. Okay. Help by the Beatles. Is that um, a movie? I guess it was… There was a movie. I don't know. Okay. And Pulp Fiction. Oh, Help! The Beatles was the, the first Beatles movie. Oh. And it was the soundtrack. Oh. Yeah. Well, that okay. makes sense. This list is pretty undeniable. Yeah. Uh, uh, we started off with… Pitchfork hating on… Our, our boy, Adultish Gambino. <laughs> we like… Uh, just agree our, with Our man. Our man, our adultish, adultish Gambino. Our, our adultish Gambino. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I actually can't argue this Rebo, list. Man. This is pretty good. Let's see some other list. This one's oh, by Vulture. Okay? Yeah. Let's see here. Man, can't they just start with number one? <laughs> I know people don't want to get spoiled. But like I have to scroll down like a yeah. man man. Well, um, while you scroll, 
do you know if like in a perfect world, if a director, one of your favorite directors came up to you and was like, I want you to make the soundtrack for my entire movie. Do you know like which director you think you'd be the most like in line with in terms of like creative vision? Is that too hard of a question? I don't know about that. But I do know who I would love to work with. Who? Uh, Joe Hisaishi. Uh-huh. Hisaishi Joe. Okay. So he does… He did all the soundtracks for all the uh, Miyazaki Hayao films. Oh. So like Totoro. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. He, I think… He also did the soundtrack to one of my wife's movies. Uh, Welcome to Dongmakor. And his music was unbelievable. And the film was also unbelievable. And… I, like when I first met my wife, I was like… Your current wife. Yes, my current <laughs> wife. <laughs> my one and only wife. Um, when I met her, I asked about Isaiah Joe. I was like, what was it like working with him? Like, you know, like having him do a soundtrack to like a film that you're starring in. That's that's like… He's, I'm like a huge fan. She was also a huge fan. And… I almost had an opportunity to work with him, but um, it it didn't happen for some reason. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, uh, maybe one day, another film director that I would say yes to. Uh, anyone, like like you would just trust, like it's gonna be great, so you want to work with him or, uh, or them or her or them. I actually don't want that pressure. Oh so, really? So I would want somebody that's just gonna make. Like that is known for making like not so great films. <laughs> and you just want your soundtrack to shine. <laughs> like so like it won't really matter. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't want the pressure. What about what kind of movie would you want to make a soundtrack to? Like what genre of movie? Uh, like a Seth Rogen film. <laughs> <laughs> well you know what? Uh, uh, Seth- Superbad had a great soundtrack. Superbad had a yeah, great soundtrack. The whole intro. Uh, I think… I think… Like because I have never… So I'm assuming that like… Let's say I'm working for a Hollywood film, right? I think I should start with like… Start with something easy. Okay. Where like… I won't be blamed in any way… (laughs) For for like not helping the film. Ruining the scene. (laughs) Yeah. Like I think we should start with like a Netflix… Straight to Netflix Mm, film. Okay. And Um, Amazon Studios. Yeah. Like something like low stakes. Yeah. And then let's move on up to like Marvel. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just hearing your rap over like a big fight scene. I don't with have Blade. to rap. Oh. I don't have to rap. It's just you humming. If you, if you want me to conduct an orchestra, I will. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Vulture has Superfly at number two and American Graffiti at number one. It's the George Lucas film that he made before Star Wars. I actually don't… I'm not familiar with that soundtrack. Uh, Shaft. Great soundtrack. What else do they have? Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Is number five? I am not familiar with the soundtrack. But number five? Yeah. I mean I like the Coen Brothers. But what what are you laughing at? Nothing. It's just looking at your feet. (laughs) I mean, I love the Coen Brothers, but I'm not. Are you serious? Oh, it won album of the year at at, at the Grammys. What? You don't agree? I see. 
Yeah, where was I during this time? I, I, I gotta go listen to this. <laughs> you were in like a weird um, Saturday Night Fever, Rushmore. Yeah. Oh, Bodyguard is on here. Kill Bill, thank you. Kill Bill had a great soundtrack. Uh, Footloose, all the 007 films, like all the James Bond films, had pretty good soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, The Graduate's on here too. I love The Graduate's one of my favorite movies, and yeah, that is also a very iconic soundtrack. You know Adele Skyfall. Yeah. Like when she did when Adele did Sky the soundtrack. That that's that was really good. Um, <laughs> but nothing will beat the mission impossible. Oh that's true. Um so Epic High, when we do shows, we have like this moment where we like introduce ourselves and we sometimes do it with movie soundtracks. And I used to always use the the Mission Impossible. <laughs> Thing. Why? I don't know. It just would you would you come spinning down? Uh, it just pumps me up. I'm surprised Rocky's not on this. Oh, <laughs> is, is that the? Is that? Oh, that's Rocky. And also, bam, 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 bam. Oh yeah, the Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, Eye of the Tiger. Um, was actually the theme song to our um. To our high school like sports teams. When I was in middle school, the girls in seventh grade, we would like to go to the bathroom and just play that song and sing. Why? I don't know. It was like a weird thing. The all the girls in my year in seventh grade really liked that song. And we liked that song. Eye of the Tiger. We liked Eye of the Tiger, and we liked um, Weezer's uh, the sweater song. So we oh, would just yeah, like Weezer. We would just scream singing that song. If you want, have you seen the Have life. you seen the SNL Matt Damon skit? About Weezer? No. Okay. Make sure you uh, look for it later on okay. YouTube. Because it is one of the funniest skits <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> They're like… Oh, it is amazing. Okay. I have to go it's see it. It's about Weezer fans. Yeah. Just make sure you see it. It's All hilarious. Right. Okay. What other uh, movie soundtracks? Actually one of my favorites is The Yellow Submarine. Oh yeah. Another Beatles. That's a, that's a film, right? Yeah. Beatles. Um… I, you know, I was reluctant to mention like an animation soundtrack because you so hate Frozen. That does not mean I hate animation. If anything, you're disgusted by Elsa. If, if I, if I, yo, but back to Disney. Um, <laughs> I think the best Disney soundtrack ever is Reflection. Honestly. Yeah. Like title song. Yeah. I've been through many Disney songs, as you know. Like yeah. every time I'm depressed, I just sing my heart out. And I think like if there was a ranking, it needs to be number one. I think it's just the greatest Disney song ever made. And reflection. there are many great Disney songs. But the feeling that reflection gives you when you belt that… When you belt those high notes out. Like it's just… You're emptying your heart of like… Everything that is just… Any, any wall or filth that, that is blocking your way. Yeah, I'm trying to think right now if there's any other big Disney title song, especially in that era of like Disney princesses, that isn't like that song is so like sad and self-reflective. Whereas Yo, all the other songs are very like inspiring. You can do it. Reflection literally kicks Let It Go like yes in the ass. Someday my niece and then will just know. out of the stadium. Okay, like. Reflection is way better than Let It Go. Way, Let It Go is great. Better. Okay, and I can see why it's so popular. But Let It Go is very, um, it's very. It was 
it's like a Disney song, but it's it, it was very pop. It sounds like a kid song. Like it does sound like a song that was engineered to be good for kids. Reflection is is beautiful, and at the same time, it just makes you like kind of like it's also like heartbreakingly beautiful. Where yeah, like, melancholy. Yeah, and and the title, reflection. Who, who who is who is this girl I see? That whole scene of her like wiping half of the makeup off and then licking the reflection of her ancestors like. Was it um, yeah. shrine? Yeah. And then her like walking, seeing the reflection of herself in the pond. Girl! Just <laughs> Sting! A, just a great soundtrack. Oof. Oh. Recent films. Obviously, La La Land was popular, right? Oh, yeah. It was really popular in Korea. Korea oh. loved it. You know, I'm gonna… I'm gonna like… Tell the truth right now. You know, I didn't see that movie because I knew I wouldn't like it. I didn't see it. <laughs> I actually still haven't seen it. Me neither. But here's the thing. I think I did. I think someone asked if I saw it like in an interview or something. And I was like, of course I did. <laughs> Why do you do this? You yell, you lie for no reason. No, I, it's not. It wasn't a lie. It was like, I felt like I just needed to like say yes so that they can just move on. Oh, so that it wouldn't be this like, oh, well, you have to watch it because like, it's I just, about yeah, this and that. Like, I didn't want it to be like… Yeah, I didn't want that whole conversation. About Ryan Gosling playing the piano. Because my members have, had seen it. Yeah. And Mithra was gushing about it. And I, I for some reason, didn't feel like I, w- I was going to love it. Um, I'm not good with musical films. Like, in general. Oh, okay. I love musicals, but I just like, didn't… I need that. my musicals to, ha- to, to, be, to have Disney princesses in it. Like, it needs to be animated for me to… Take it in. Mm. I, I can't deal with um, like real like, like real, live action. Like Les Miserables. Like real adults. Just oh yeah. I can't, I, I can't. Yeah. I'll go to Broadway for that. Yeah. Um, so. And I, I was proven right. Because you know. Look at Cats. Um, <laughs> I don't think. If you saw Cats I'm on not, Broadway too. Which is. I, I have good, seen Cats. I, it's not good there either. I'm not good at, with live action musicals on film. Well, I saw Cats on Broadway, Orchestra Center, Best Seats in the House, and I was I was not vibing. I took a picture with the cast on stage, but I was not vibing. I saw Les Mis um, on Broadway, and I loved it. Yeah, that's a great musical. Uh, t- speaking of music, I don't know if musicals… I don't know if we're allowed to talk about musicals because we're yeah, talking about musicals, the best movie soundtrack. Yeah, but so many musicals get made into movies and stuff like that. The greatest… Soundtrack ever though. Okay. For that, the for, for the eighth time today. <laughs> um is uh tomorrow from Annie. Oh, okay. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I love you tomorrow. You really like that song. I really love that song. It just breaks my heart. Yeah. And and I have really strange memories from like childhood that are that are inner. You know, and intertwined with the with the song. Yeah, there's a whole era of um, classical like literature and movies about like orphans, like Oliver Twist. <laughs> and we just I read Oliver Twist, and Oliver Twist bummed me out so hard. <laughs> Yo, honestly, I'm gonna I, I'm I'm a I have a I have a I have a master's in in modern literature. Right? Yeah, but a lot of modern literature, honestly, it's just it ain't it. 
It ain't lit. Uh, yeah, ooh, it ain't lit. Oh. <laughs> and I, oh. Sorry, I really did write that demo rap. <laughs> it ain't lit. Yeah, why? Uh, I just don't like it. Is any part of it the fact that you're not like… You didn't grow up consuming some of like the like American literature and like… No, no, no. I read it, almost everything. everything. Yeah. Almost… But like there's a certain like sensibility. Everything from horses to planes. I read everything. <laughs> okay. Right up to like cell phones. I read almost every you read book. every cell phone. <laughs> almost every there book. There ain't no okay. cell phone I haven't read. <laughs> from like… From people… Like hor- people riding horses… Yeah. To people riding Ubers. Okay. I basically read everything in that… In that time period. Um, there's a lot of it that I can live without. I liked East of Eden. When we why, talked about it. Why are we talking about books? Because um, of musicals and the Oliver Twist yes, yes, and the yes. literature. But yeah. Anyways, Annie uh, soundtrack always pulls on my heartstrings. Um, what other great soundtracks do we need to mention here? For musicals? Any, any TV show soundtracks? Oh, Seinfeld. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are soundtracks too, right? Yeah, the, yeah. For sure. Friends. Yeah. I'll be, be there, there for you. That was so popular. That song used to be on my MySpace page. <laughs> what, what was the band? Who knows? That was like their one thing. Oh, the Rembrandts, I think. Yeah. I think the band was called like the, the Dutch Painter. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, as soon as I saw the name, I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be their only hit. Yeah, hundred percent. I feel, I feel so bad. I'm hoping that <gasps> Pokemon they, movie. I'm Sorry. hoping that they wrote the song so that they get some money out of that. I think they did. Because it would it would suck to see that's one of the dilemmas also. Like one of the reasons why early on in our career when we first became big and we got a lot of a ton of those offers, I was also scared that like if I create a song for a show that ends up becoming like too huge, like that song will outshine anything else I can create. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I didn't want to be remembered for creating a theme, theme song. Yeah. And of course that fear is completely unfounded because Korean dramas function in a different way. We don't have seasons. Like we don't have a show running for like… Where you like stay with these characters yeah, for you, years and years. You don't have a show running for like nine years. Yeah. Right? So um, songs will blow up for that time period. But eventually you know… You move on to the next song. Um, what else you, comes to mind? For me… Uh, for me… Uh, the shows that I remember having really great uh, soundtracks… Were because it was for like teenagers when mm. I was growing up. So it would be like The O.C. Veronica Mars. The O.C.? Isn't that like a… Like… Like police drama? No. Is it like… The OC… Terrorist? No. Am I… The OC is in Orange County. Oh, okay. The OC was a very big show that uh, was about this guy… I was like, Operation <laughs> Counterforce? It's about this guy who gets arrested stealing a car with his brother. And his uh, public attorney, assigned attorney… Uh-huh. Uh, ends up taking him in because his parents kick him out of the house. And his attorney… Who grew up, you know, in the Bronx and is like lower middle class, but he married rich. Like his wife is a a real estate person, real estate developer in Orange County. Yeah. So it's about him like coming into this world of like the way upper class 
and being kind of like the street rat that joins and them. And what's, what's the theme music? Is it like a score or is it like a they just have, they song have, song? It's like song songs and it's like that show made like bands big because they would feature songs. Okay. I'm thinking iconic TV songs. Fresh Prince of oh, Bel-Air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That song is crazy because it just… It, it, it's a synopsis of the, the show. Yeah. It's like a pitch of the show in rap form. Uh, and somehow it just is really good. Even… You know, it, it aged well, I think. Even if you listen to it now, it just feels good. Yeah, all those like 80s and 90s sitcom, family sitcoms like Full House, Step by Step with Suzanne Somers. Now that I think about it, you, you know… Am I white? For the sheer amount of like… Popular shows yeah. on TV right now. Yeah. Like the am- amount of content. Yeah. There aren't many shows with great theme songs. No, they got rid of theme songs. Now it's like a little… Title Why card. did they do that? Like People don't have patience anymore. No, but like for example like… Breaking Bad. Great show, right? Do you remember a single song from it? Like, no, but that was, that imagine was, if there was. Well, Narcos. Yeah. Everybody knows the intro song for Narcos. Mm-hmm. Am I singing it right? <laughs> Maybe I, even I don't know it. But like, it's it's very recognizable. Mm. But how many songs can? How many TV shows can we name right now that has something like that? Why did Why did they stop doing that? Because like back in the day, um. Almost even sitcoms had great like… Like full songs. Yeah like songs that are super recognizable right? Yeah. Why did they stop doing that? I think it just became the style and then people's like attention span. Like they don't like waiting through a whole intro. So they'll skip it and they don't care about it. And so like to combat that I think probably creators or uh, producers just was like fine title card. Jingle, get into the story. People don't want to sit and watch it. But why not score a TV show like you would score a movie so that you have like uh, like a recurring like theme Uh, music or something or like a theme score or like a section that you um, that you know you're familiar with. I I, there might be just wasn't noticeable. Maybe yeah. I, I can't name a single one like other than Narcos. I can't name a single show right now that I saw in the recent like. Like a TV show that I saw in the last couple of years that has that. Like of course we're not talking about Glee or… You know. <laughs> That's any- also not in the past couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Well anything like music oriented. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like I, I love Mindhunters but I don't remember the music. Yeah. Might just not be Maybe that's what the they intend. Yeah. Possibly. Might just not be in the budget. It might make it kitschy to them or something. Oh what? There was… Oh now I remember. There was one… Um, my song, one of my songs was uh, in this American TV show. What? Like TV drama. Like, I don't, this was like years ago. Like, it's a song off my solo album. Um, like an, on an American cable show? Like a, on an actual American, like, you know, like, okay. Like premium drama. Uh, for some odd reason. And I, I, and someone sent it to me and, uh, it's like it, it's in some like gang scene for some reason. Do you know what song it was? Was it Born Hater? No, it was uh, what, was Born Hater in something. Why do I feel like I heard Born Hater in something? It may have been. 
Yeah. And and the thing is, like, I was like, how how did this happen? But uh, apparently, the director just liked the song, so they just used it. Now that I remember, I actually uh, even scored an anime. I don't remember the name of it. You but, did, yeah. <laughs> and you don't remember the name of the anime? Well, I didn't score it. Like, well, it's a score. It's like the end. You know, every episode when it ends, like the song, the end credit song. Yeah. Uh, was made by me. This was back in the day. So I did do a lot of soundtrack work. Now that now that I think about it, but it's just unorthodox. Yeah. Also, before we go, I um, I have this weird thing where my roommate will play her Korean music in the living room. And the other day, I your one of Epic High songs came on. But you know when you're just like not paying attention, I was like, I know this voice. Oh. <laughs> it's so hyper familiar to me. And then you texted me while that song was and playing. Then, and then you realized. And then I literally was like, oh my. And then I literally was like shouting throughout my bedroom door. And I was like, is that Epic High? And she was like, yeah. And I was like. And I almost texted you being like, you're really popular. <laughs> you know how. You know how to done that before. What? Oh, like where she heard your voice? Like. We were at a… I think we were at a restaurant and they were playing one of my songs. And she said to me, What is this? What is this? She's like… Awful song. She's like, what is this song? And I'm like, it's your dad. And she's like, oh, it's you. And I was like, you really didn't know it was me? Like it's playing pretty loud. Yeah. It's clearly my voice. Yeah. And you're like… Oh no, no no I just I knew. And I'm like, okay, sure, dude. <laughs> Anyways, one thing I always uh tell people like when when they're dealing with something like that's troubling or they wanna get over like a barrier, uh or they're just dealing with something that just sucks, right? I uh, I always tell them like, hey, imagine if like this was like if there if this was a film, right? And there was a camera on you and an audience was watching this in the theater, right? Like a lot of people um, would find your situation in a strange way beautiful, right? Because you're being very human right now. And this is the moment that the audience will identify with you and learn something from you and like experience emotions because of you and be on your side. And if you think of it that way, uh, it doesn't solve the situation. But I mean, you know, it's one way to make it a little more bearable, I guess. I don't know. But I I think music, I think movie soundtracks are awesome um, because it helps with that. So it's probably good to have like a soundtrack for yourself as well. Is what I'm, you know, like recommending. Um, I think everyone should have their own theme song. Like a song that they like that um, helps them like… Like when a hero in a movie or a protagonist or even like an anti-hero um, has his moment. I think everyone needs a song that like pumps them up or gives them that, that vibe. I don't know if you have a song like that but… Uh, I have a couple but I, I don't want to mention because it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, you know a song that you will hum to yourself when you're like in the shower or something. Yeah. Or like, is it Chubba Wumba? Well, no, no, <laughs> no, it's not. I know what Eddie Nam's is. 
Chabawamba? No, Eddie Nams is, I think, Nickelback. Really? Yeah, because whenever I'm in LA, like he will, I don't know, he starts singing it. Like, look at these. He starts playing it and he's singing along to it. I don't know any Nickelback songs, but he told me it's Nickelback. Wow. And he's just going crazy, like as he's driving. And I'm, I'm just like, okay, this is what you need for this meeting that we're going to and be my guest. Which is one of the songs that I listen to. Be my guest. Be my guest. Really? I don't know why. What a uh, So uh, another song that… Um, there's a song called Been a Long Time. It's Been a Long Time by Rakim. Uh, and… Um, it's like a it's like a nineties hip hop song. Are you playing it right now? I'm finding it. Rock. Rockin. Yeah, I found it. Yeah, this song. Okay. Oh, yeah. It sounds so cinematic to me. Yeah, it is. And here's the thing. <laughs> okay, so when I was in college and I had to go to work. Meaning after classes, I had to go to that sandwich making coffee shop, cafe, the campus cafe. And I knew that I was going to put on an apron and make some sandwiches. For the people. For, for a bunch of like students and profs and visitors and whatever, right? Obviously, I wasn't like jumping up in the air and doing this with my feet <laughs> in joy. Yeah. Right? And it was quite a walk from my dorm room. To the cafe. And I would put on headphones. And I would play that song. And think to myself. That like I'm in a music video. Or a film. And I'm on a. I'm you know. This is all for my come up. And I just gotta. I just gotta go to this. You know my day job and grind. To reach some kind of dream. Yeah. And that song actually always motivated me. Yeah, it sounds like a really great like… Especially if you're describing yourself walking from your door to your work. That's like a perfect like film like character yeah. intro scene. And I and that song was like one of my theme songs at the time. Mm. It's not anymore because I have Disney songs now. <laughs> but I want everyone to uh, like… If you don't have one… Like if you're listening right now and you don't have one… You know, find a song that makes you feel like the protagonist in, in a film, like the hero, the anti-hero, like, and and maybe it'll help you get through the day, I guess. Anyways, I'll see you guys next week on the Tableau Podcast. Looking for a new podcast to listen to? Here's what we love, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. I'm Teresa Caputo, and I am dying to tell you about my new podcast, Hey Spirit. Most of you might know me as the Long Island Medium. Why do people even call me that? Well, I talk to the dead. Is his birthday coming up? Actually, his 16th birthday is today. (gasps) Oh my God, you just gave me the chills. Throughout my entire life, I always just thought everyone felt and saw the same things that I was sensing and feeling. Through this podcast, I'm going to connect guests with the souls of their departed loved ones and give them the peace that they've been searching for. I feel like I've been able to smile, like really smile again for the first time. I am so super excited for you guys to hear and be a part of Hey Spirit. Please subscribe wherever you listen. 
recommends. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.